Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Odin's movie blog. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Happy Saturday. Happy weekend to everyone. We've got Mr. Peabody in here. Grandmaster Yoda is in here. Tina is here as well. Soul Assassin, Mad Mitch, Peter Sharon, uh, or is it Sharon? Sharon? Sharon. I've never quite understood it completely. Blake Hamlow is here. Mary Jeremy is here as well. Frank the Tank and the Shaheen Weeder Dog Clan are here as well. Jeremy Swiggs entered the Odin. What's going on? Jeremy Swiggs. Teresa Martin's here. What's going on, Teresa? How's it going? Bruce says, Odin. What's going on, Bruce? JKDBuck76 is here. Darkness is here as well. Mad Mitch. Uh, Truculent Trout. Amazing. Bob tomorrow's early mass, so I'm not going to be able to stay on for the stream. No problem at all, Truculent Trout. I understand. Uh, I'll be going to, I think, 9.30 mass tomorrow. Uh, Mayor Jeremy says, hello, bruv. What's going on, bruv? How's it going, bruv? Glad to see you here. Glad to see you are here. Soul Assassin, what's going on, man? Darth Moral says, good evening, good evening to you, Darth Moral. Nicolas says, hello, Odin, hello, chat, hello to see you as well. Sean's Reviews is here. JJ, my boy JJ is here as well. What's going on, bruv? JKD Book, I see you. Mark Krell, Stray Dog is here. Aiden Vickery is here as well. Grandmaster says, good to see you back in streams. You sound much better, too. Thank you very much, man. Yeah, I feel much better. Still not 100%. Uh, I'm still dealing with some phlegm issues, but overall... Much better than I was beforehand. Great to be back on the streams. Uh, last night's stream, if you didn't watch over on Nerdrotic's channel, was a freaking blast. I think it's still live on his channel, so go check it out if you missed it. We talked about a lot of really cool things. Uh, ended up going for over two and a half hours, and it was a blast. It was a ball, and I can't wait to have that be a part of my schedule. And so for those that weren't uh, listening to last night's stream, uh, every Friday we're going to be doing a stream at 8 p.m. Eastern time over on Gary's channel. It's going to be Friday Night Tights, except... Now we're going to have, uh, I'm going to be on there as a, as a regular person. I think we're going to try and get a couple other people on as regulars and then have some guests rotating spots too and basically have like a different, uh, a new council, as one could say. It's not going to be like a high council alternative or anything like that. It's just going to be a new council, right? A new a new group of people to, uh, to come together weekly and to try and be a little bit more consistent with it because the people running the high council obviously are very busy doing a lot of other things. You know, Jeremy had to stop doing the high council because he's doing... Doing so much stuff behind the scenes, you all have no idea for Geese and Gamers. And of course, he is a family man too, so he's got a lot to do there as well. And so he wasn't able to keep up with it. And then this past week, they didn't say anything after uh, it was canceled. And I know that a lot of it has to do with uh, people being busy and such. So yeah, uh, it's very exciting though because I love streaming. I love talking with you guys. And yeah, Teresa Martin says, going well. Oh, I'm glad to hear it, Teresa Martin. Hope you are doing just fine. Tebias Tobak says, so hyped for the Joker. I am too, man. And as you can see, that's part of the title for tonight's stream is indeed the fact that we're getting early reviews for the Joker and they are positive. They are almost all completely positive. And there's definitely some thoughts about whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing because what the critics are saying essentially seems to indicate that this is going to be more of a low-budget feel, more of an indie-type feel film that happens to also be a story about the Joker. Some people aren't excited for that. Some people are saying, I'm kind of over that. I'd rather just have a comic book movie. But I'm more of the ilk where if a movie's done well, I don't mind a more realistic approach. I don't mind a more real-world you know, real world take on it. And as I said before, I'm most excited because I think that uh, you're going to see an amazing performance from Joaquin Phoenix, and apparently everyone's walking away from it saying, this dude already deserves an Oscar nomination. And for them to say that about a movie featuring a character from the comics, doesn't matter how that character's being portrayed as far as, you know, is it a comic book portrayal or is it a real-life portrayal? To me, the fact that that's even a discussion, that someone now, again, for the Joker, 
I mean, you know, 2008, Heath Ledger. That was the last time that the Joker was really seen as being a character and the portrayal of a character as being award-worthy. Because then, of course, you had the really awful one, Suicide Squad, which no one in their right mind would say was Oscar-worthy by any means by Jared Leto. And Jared Leto is a talented actor. But the fact that the big reaction, the big takeaway that a lot of people have for the Joker coming out is that Joaquin Phoenix deserves a lot of praise, that has me excited. That's like the big thing that I was worried, like not worried about, but that was like the big thing that I was focused on. I was most focused on, is the Joker's performance going to be good? I think that has a lot of potential to be. And the fact that you already have people coming out, fans and critics alike coming out saying, it's amazing, I now have a lot more confidence and I'm even more hyped for the film. There's definitely some people that are going to try and say it seems like there might be some political stuff in the movie. But to be honest, the fact that there are people coming out basically like criticizing it for being quote-unquote pro-incel, whatever the hell that's supposed to mean, uh, the fact that they are coming out and criticizing the film makes me realize, okay, this is not going to be a, a crazy political film, right? It's not going to be filled with identity politics. It's not going to be filled with the typical SJWisms. It's just going to be a good movie. And the fact that you have people arguing the same point from different sides makes me more excited for it because it means that it's not clear. You know, some people say, oh, it's a pro-incel film or it's an anti-incel film, but it's like, no, just just stop. I mean, the critics are going to be critics, right? The critics are going to show themselves to be idiots no matter what, no matter how good or bad the film is. But the fact that there's people now, critics coming out saying two totally different things about the same subject matter makes me realize, okay, it's probably a good film then because it probably doesn't take a side on it. They're just trying to drudge up whatever political nonsense and political narratives they can because that's just what critics do now, and it's really sad. We got some D-Laugh fam here tonight. Captain Peabody, what's going on, bruv? K-Man is here also. Jade War, what's going on? Cat Food Millionaire, thank you for the follow. I appreciate it. Captain Roy is... Uh, I'm assuming that's from today. I don't have a time uh, timeline on that one, but K-Man's here as well. Uh, Captain Peabody says, Time to teach the, uh, teach the Aussie what does it mean when they say indie film. So indie film just means independent. Independent normally means lower budget film. Also, unfortunately, they tend to be the most unique. They tend to be the most original films also. And that's why I tend to like them more so than not, because we just don't have a lot of original stories being told in Hollywood these days. So the basic premise of independent, though, is that it's not being run by a major studio, right? Sometimes you'll see major studios attached to it, but normally what happens is that a small group makes a film, and then a major studio will pick it up to distribute the film. So, for example, you might see a film that says Fox Searchlight, and normally that's what you see. There, there are For bigger companies, they have independent branches. So normally Fox Searchlight, that's what normally is attached to independent films that Fox used to pick up. And it sometimes with the case where Fox Searchlight had nothing to do with the making of the movie, but they picked up the rights to it because the people who produced the film didn't have enough money to put it into theaters, but of course Fox did. And so they allocated funds to groups like Fox Searchlight to be able to do that. And so that's what I mean by independent are normally lower budget, but obviously not always. There are definitely films that have can have that independent feel to them, even with a little bit more of a budget. But it mostly means that it was done by independent producers and not these major producers in Hollywood. So no problem at all, Peabody. I always love explaining these types of things because obviously not everyone's going to know um, the different terminologies and stuff. Grandmaster Yoda says, good to see you back. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Uh, Jeremy Swig says, glad you're better. We had beard withdrawal. I, telling you, I had stream withdrawal. That's why last night was so much fun. It was great to be on with a bunch of people that I recognize, especially. Sean Review says, what is your opinion on the Rocky movies? I think they're fun. I like the Rocky movies a lot. I think that uh, Rocky 1 is great. I love Rocky 4. And I think that Rocky Balboa is the best made film out of the bunch. Doesn't mean it's my favorite. It doesn't mean I think that it's what most people would say is the best. I just mean 
you know, breaking down pure objectivity, it is the best shot. I think it's the best written. And I think it's the best acted too, uh, Rocky Balboa. It's a really good film. It's a, like it's a solid film. It's not just a solid Rocky movie. It's just a solid film. And because it's a solid film and not necessarily similar to a Rocky or Rocky Four, that might be why some people don't like it as much. But I do. I, I think it's pretty great. Alex McCarthy says, "Howdy, Odin. How are you, good sir? I figured out. Uh, I figured I sneak uh, streaming on the new phone. Just not able to chat. Watching Fast and Furious marathon with the wife. And yes, I like them all. You like them all? Okay. Well, I I don't like two. I like one, I love three, four is fine, five is the best, no question about it, six is good, and then seven and eight are just trash to me. So, <laughs> But my favorite is three, and it's because I, I think that the stunt work that was needed for those car scenes with the drifting is just incredible. Like, even though the film and the acting around the film might not be the best, you know, it's just I, it's amazing stunt work. And I, I'm always amazed and, and love movies with really good stunt work in them. And so that's why I really appreciate that film. Also, it introduced one of the best characters ever in the name of Han. Like, the point where they changed the entire timeline. They literally made Fast and Furious 3 take place in the future so that they could keep the character around. It's like, it's, it's truly amazing. Captain Mr. Roy, thank you very much for the diamond donation over on DLAV. Says, nice to see you on Nerdrotic last night. It was nice to be on Nerdrotic last night. It was so much fun. It really was. It was so much damn fun. It was great. And I had a good time. So I can't wait for next week because I think that it's going to be a crap ton of fun. And I, I like it. I like it a lot. I like having fun, as I'm sure all of you also like having fun. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Tina, thank you for letting everyone know how to contact me. Again, if you want to contact me now that we got a bunch more people in the chat, just put Odin question, all one word Odin question, and it'll pop up orange on my screen. And then that way I'll know you're trying to get my attention. It just makes things easier for me. And also, it helps me know if who's talking to me and who's just talking to someone else in the chat. Because I know they all like to talk to each other. And I, that's why I love these streams. Because you talk to me, but you also talk to each other. And it's a lot of fun. John Wingler says, hey, Odin, does cats look more appealing now? Yes. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been on the defense of cats for a while now. I think it looks creepy as hell. But you know what? I think that means that it's going to be a movie I can laugh at and have a lot of fun with. Because of its weird creepiness vibe to it. <laughs> I don't really want to support it because I don't really want to support a film right now with, uh, what's her name in it? The country artist that's no longer a country artist. Uh, Taylor, Taylor Swift, who's said some really stupid things at the VMAs the other day. Like, seriously. These Hollywood types, these these you know rich people, they live in the clouds. They live on their ivory towers. And they love to say, oh my gosh, but you don't understand. These, these are movements that you need to support. But in reality, they just have no idea what they're even talking about because they've been famous for so long, they forget what it's like to be a regular person. <laughs> uh, Darth Morrill says, wow, Joker reviews are fantastic. They are very, very good right now. And it has me very excited for it. And it's not because critics are loving it. It's because of what the critics are saying. And there's been some people that have been saying, you know, I don't like it because if the critics like it, it must be bad. And it's like, no, 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 we can't have that mindset because there's some movies that we love that critics love. Dark Knight, for example. Critics love that movie. It is a good movie, right? People love it. It's what the critics say about a movie that's the most important. Like, for example, when they prop up films like Captain Marvel and they try and say, you know, even though they give it a very, you know, harsh review and yet at the end of the day they give it a positive rating, that's when you say, okay, hold on. <laughs> I call BS here because you just gave it a critical rating, rightly so, but then you still went ahead and gave it a fresh rating. Because you know how it works. You can give a film a 50% in your rating scale and still choose it to be, you know, uh, you know, on Rotten Tomatoes at the very least, positive. 
And that's all that you care about, right? Is just, you know, helping the films that you want to help. Making the films that you like look a little bit better, which is not really the purpose of what critics are supposed to do, right? And so you look at what they say, and what they're saying right now about Joker overwhelmingly is mostly about Joaquin Phoenix and about how amazing his role is. A few have been talking about the incel thing, but then when you dive into that, there are people saying two different things, and that tells me, okay, so the movie's not clear on that, right? The movie's not really clear. So anyone that's going to try and make the film into like a political, there's some who said, oh, there's some themes from 2019 in there. And it's like, just shut up. <laughs> like, you know, you, you, re- you read that. And if every single critic was saying it, if every single critic was saying, oh my gosh, it's a movie for 2019 and it's a movie for Trump's America, blah, blah, blah. If they were all saying that, I would be like, okay, this film's probably going to be problematic, but they're not. Most aren't even saying it. Most aren't even mentioning anything about politics, which is great. That's what it should be. That's what critics should be doing. But it also likely means the film is indeed going to be just a solid film with a great performance from Joaquin Phoenix. And as I said, that's the most important thing to me is Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal of the Joker, of the character being awesome. And I'm excited for it. I am. And I know a lot of people, I saw. I read the comments on the video I did about the last Joker trailer, and there were some that were just not hyped and, and just said, eh, man, it looks okay to me. And hey, that, that is your right. Just like you have a right to like The Last Jedi, you have a right to like Captain Marvel, you have a right to, to do a lot of things. Doesn't necessarily mean that objectively you're right, but that's a whole other point, right? But at the end of the day, it's, it all comes down to your subjective view, right? And I honestly think based, again, could be wrong here, but based on what we've seen so far, objectively, it does look like it's going to be pretty good. So I hope that it remains true. Uh, Bruce says, got your email reply. I will send them off to you for a giveaway. Awesome, Bruce. I don't know if I'll be doing a giveaway tonight, but if I do, uh, Bruce has provided a few extra codes. I still have other codes that I haven't given away yet, uh, but he's given me a code for Godzilla King of the Monsters, and I believe he's now sending me also a couple other Godzilla digital codes also. So those will be a part of good giveaways as well. Tina says, did you say phlegm? I did. Too, uh, too much information, says Tina. Well, you know what? You, you come here. You come here for the truth, don't you? So I'm not going to spitball on what's going on. <laughs> what's going on with me right now? Uh, Nickel Noodles says, the oak pollen was really bad in Tennessee this year. I couldn't breathe for about five weeks. Damn, Nickel Noodles. Yeah, so I know that in the spring... I'm going to need to like hoard up on all of my <laughs> allergy medication. This was definitely not allergies, though. I, I mean, the the uh, the things that were going on with me before the phlegm that I'm dealing with now was uh, well beyond just regular allergies. So I knew that that wasn't it. Uh, I probably had like some small case of flu, cold, or you know, I think it was more of a cold than the flu. But apparently already in Nashville, there was a student that has been confirmed to have had the case of the flu. So flu starting early this year, it looks like. Um, but yeah, allergies suck. And that's why I'm glad it only really affects me two weeks out of the year. Uh, Matt Mitch says, it sounds great. Yeah, it does. Uh, Frank the Clan says, please ask Odin question. Thank you very much, Frank, for letting them know how it's done. Yeah, again, just Odin question, all one word. It, sh- it pops up for me over on YouTube. If you're on DLive, just put at Odin at the beginning of your comments, and I'll, I'll know, because it's, it's a lot calmer over on DLive, so it's not as hard for me to be able to decipher who's talking to me and who's not. Captain Peabody says, I thought the trailer for Cats looked all right. Then I saw Revo Wilson, and they lost me. <laughs> You mean that didn't make you laugh because of how ridiculous it was? <laughs> uh, Tom19 says, Joker got an eight-minute standing ovation. That's right. So for those that weren't following the news, apparently in that first showing at the uh, at the film festival, they had an eight-minute standing ovation, which, again, it's mostly critics. It's mostly the hoity-toity. It's mostly the highfalutin people, which means that it probably is going to be a pretty solid indie film or indie-feeling film. 
But that doesn't mean that it's going to be a bad film, right? That doesn't mean that it's going to be a political film. And so I think that the reason why it's getting a standing ovation is because of the amazing performance of Joaquin Phoenix. And apparently the film itself is just as great. And that has me excited. We deserve good films. Whether it's a comic book story or not, we deserve good films. And I think that having a good film that also happens to be about a comic book character that's going to take it in a different way is a good thing, is an important thing. Because that's how more people get invested. Because then you'll have people saying, oh, God, this was such a unique portrayal. Now I kind of want to find out more about the character and see where everything else had. You know? Uh, Smoothie Eye California says, welcome back, Odin. We all missed you, especially me. I need my daily movie blog fix. Uh, also, praise Alita. Damn right. Always will praise Alita, Smooth Jam California. And let's be, let's be honest about those because some people have been asking me uh, why, haven't done a, why haven't I done a video on the Blu-ray sales yet. It's because I'm still waiting to see those numbers come in. We actually saw that there was a very small drop from week one to week two in comparison to a lot of others. So that's, that's a pretty good sign that it didn't have that typical drop-off that many films had. It's also not selling as many copies. And so that confirms a few things for us. One, it confirms that, yeah, we were seeing things correctly. They were selling out in stores. But what that also means is that the stores did not get enough copies of the movie to keep up with the demand. So that's all that tells me right now. Because some people are saying, oh, look, Captain Marvel's already won. Okay, yeah, well, Captain Marvel has a plethora of copies still collecting dust. Because Disney oversells. Disney overprovides of stuff, especially for movies that many people just don't even want to buy. All those copies of Captain Marvel just sitting around very clearly aren't being bought and not, are not wanting to be bought. Alita, on the other hand, is hard to find. So I'm hoping that because the desire and the demand is very high, that that, of course, will lead to more and more sales happening. But Captain Marvel benefits from Disney having so many copies that anyone walking in is going to be like, oh my goodness, what's this? And Vickery says, don't be modest, it's the classy council. <laughs> if by classy you mean we'll let you know if we're not going to have one, then we're classy. <laughs> shots fired, shots fired. I think movies like Joker and The Kitchen, 70s-style grunge, are a rejection of CGI fest movies, and I like these new movies. I'm right there with you. I, I think that, the, for me, I still have no desire to see The Kitchen, just based on the premise, because the there was a, a movie with a very similar uh, a very similar premise that came out earlier this year, and I just have no desire to see it. Oh, the women are gonna take over. I just I'm tired of that story. That's so 2019, and I'm tired of it getting involved in every like in so many movies, so many TV shows. It's like okay, we get it, <laughs> we get it. The women can do stuff. Yeah, I'm not denying that. <laughs> I don't know who you think is, but apparently they have to compensate for people that they claim to exist in droves that think women can't do things. But it's also like, okay, you're, you're pushing it a little bit too much. But I agree with the overall premise, Cynical. I think that we do need more movies like those as far as being non-CGI-centric films, being more grounded, more down-to-earth, more based in reality films. For every Avengers film, we need to have a Joker, Right. We need to have movies that are going to be more grounded in reality. And I think that and hope that the Joker will be able to fit that bill. Darth Moral says, Joker looks fantastic. SJWs are attacking it, claiming it promotes toxic masculinity. That's what I'm talking about. Because there's some people that are trying to say, hey, it's it's criticizing the... And again, they're using that phrase. And it's, it's, it's in so, like, seriously, look at some of the critiques. Almost all of them are using incel. And anytime that someone in a critic circle uses that word, I know that it's being used in a derogatory way. 
Because for those that don't know, the incel community is a group of people. It's an actual belief, right? It's an actual system where people choose not to enter into relationships. And it has a lot to do with the fact that we live in a digital age where people don't have as many person-to-person interactions. And sometimes it's people that have various uh, issues that keep them from interacting. You know, I know there's people who have shared their stories here on this channel about how they struggle with anxiety. They struggle with these various things. And you have this community that's specifically not just dealing with anxiety, but also apparently choosing not to enter into relationships. And yet they're mocked. And for me, I'm thinking to myself, why, why would anyone, should anyone be mocked for, for choosing that for their life? I mean, I don't, I don't see what's wrong with someone choosing that for their life. But yet these crazy SJW types they use as an insult. And then on top of that, they call other people incels that aren't. And again, they try and use it as an insult. I, I guess that you could say that they use it as readily as we use SJW. The difference is that SJW actually is an accurate portrayal and an accurate description of the people that we talk about where incel being used on this side on by the SJW side is not anywhere near close because they use it just for the sake. It's like racist, right? Everyone's a racist. Everyone's a sexist. Well, no. These, these terms mean something, and it's important for us to know what these terms mean. A social justice warrior is very clear with how we're defining people, you know? And it's amazing to me that that's what's going on. So, yeah, some people are criticizing Joker because they say it promotes toxic masculinity. It promotes the incel culture. Okay, that's your critique? Shut up. <laughs> if that's your critique of the movie, that it supports the incel culture, then get out of your profession because you are not a, you are not a movie critic. At that time, you know, if you say that in your movie review, you are no longer a movie critic. You are now a cultural attache. If you don't know what that means, uh, go watch Birdcage, which is a great film. Uh, but that's the only term I can really think about. It's like you're no longer just critiquing it. You're, oh, I'm, I'm a purveyor of the culture, and I'm going to do this and that. It's like, no, just, just stop, please. Uh, Mirror Jeremy says, I'm watching the Son of Batman animated movie from 2014, Heard Good Things. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that a lot of really awesome things have been happening with the animated versions of a lot of these stories. Tina says, for some reason, I'm seeing you on my flat screen and only the screen cap on my Chromebook. Someone else is having the same problem. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I don't know why. I'm not hearing anyone else having any similar issues, so I'm going to assume that it's just a connection issue on y'all's end. Uh, Straight Dog says, do SJWs like or hate it? Again, it, it seems mixed. It, it seems very mixed on that front, but that to me is a good thing because if it was more to the positive side, then I would be suspect. If it was more to the negative side, I would also still be suspect, right? But it seems to be a little bit more splits on what people think about it, and so I think that to me is the best thing for it. John Linger says, Odin, why are you talking about Joker? Rise of Sui- Rise of Sweetwalker is coming out. Yes, but it's coming out later than Joker and do we really want to talk about the fact that that film is coming out and is likely going to see some really stupid things happen in the process? Uh, if you haven't seen my video from today, I talk about potential spoilers. The, there's a lot of different posts on Reddit that have said they have plot leaks available. Many people think that it's true. Some people think that it's suspect. I think it's probably somewhere in between where some things will be true, some things won't be true. But yeah, I know that all of us are excited to find out what happens, right? All of us want to see episode nine opening. Night. <laughs> uh, Dark Knight says, which do I go see for Christmas? Nightmares fuel cats or episode nine cats. I mean, nightmare fuel cats. If you just want to be disappointed episode nine, but, but if you want actual nightmare fuel, go see cats for sure. Blake Emma says a lot of social justice warriors have been attacking the Joker movie as of late. It's crazy. Yeah. And also because there has been a pretty, you know, crazy amount of people attacking it. That makes me want to see it. 
because if someone's attacking it saying, oh my gosh, it pervades the it pervades the toxic culture. If you're saying that about a movie, it must be a pretty damn good movie. Because if that's the only critique you have, which is not an actual critique of the movie, but a political point and a political opinion, okay, keep that out of your damn movie review and instead just be honest. Spooky California says, I don't care about what they do to the story of the Joker movie. I just want to ma- I just want it to make me laugh. <laughs> I don't know which one you were going for. <laughs> That's the Voldemort laugh, or you're, if you were just trying to go with the. <laughs> I mean, there's so many different laughs. Bruce says, The look and feel of Joker seems like a throwback film that people don't realize it's what we all need. I agree. That's a great point, Bruce. I think that goes with what Cynical Centrist was saying. I think that's what goes with what Laura was saying because it is a throwback in a lot of ways, it seems. It seems more old school. And we need more of that old school film today because everything these days is all just crazy big budget nonsense. It's all crazy CGI fest movies. And we don't need more of those films. We don't need more remakes and reboots, etc. The fact that this is going to be a story about the Joker, and yet even from the trailers alone, it feels like such a different movie, that's a good thing. We need more movies like this in the culture, because we're not getting enough of them. All right, over on DLive, Tom19 says, have you seen the leaked Birds of Prey teaser? I have not, but something tells me that it's probably not looking very good. Dean Heiss over there says, hello, Odin, just jumping in. Great to see you on Nerdronic last night. Now we get you live on Friday, Saturday, Monday, and Tuesday. Yes, very, very true. Um, That's why for Fridays, it's not going to be for me at the very least. The stream's going to be weekly, and I know Gary, and Gary is always going to let anyone know on Twitter and social media if for any reason the council uh, would be canceled. But I know that I'm not going to be on there every week. I'll be on there most weeks. But obviously, I already stream three nights a week anyway. And four nights a week, every single week, is kind of pushing it uh, you know, with, with my wife. And so I am going to be available for her. You know, that, That's where, my obviously, my, pro- my priority is. If my wife's like, oh, let's go out tonight, I'll be like, all right. And then if I get back with enough time to jump on, I will jump on. Uh, but the plan is for me to be on most nights. And then there's going to be a rotation of people, too. So that way, there's always going to be enough people, right? There's always going to be people to fill those slots. And it's, it's, it's fun, right? You know, it was a lot of fun. So thanks for joining us. It was a blast. Uh, Biffy Tan, and thank you for the lemon donation, man. I appreciate it. Captain Roy says, I don't care. I don't care about episode nine. The cast movies is more interesting. I agree. Like to me, it's, it's such nightmare fuel that I'm like, oh my gosh, I kind of want to see this to find out what the hell they were thinking. (laughs) I kind of want to see cats. It's crazy. Captain Bebye says, we, 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 sh- we have Biff Tannen, run Marty. Run Marty! Well, it's, it's not. It's, it's Biffy Tannen. And Biffy Tannen is better than most, I would say, for sure. K-Man says, people complaining about toxicity about a movie of a psychotic person in a clown suit is crazier than the Joker himself. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's because, maybe they hate it because it's a little too close to home for them. Hmm. Maybe they're just uncomfortable with seeing something in the mirror. Dean Heiss, thank you for the two ice cream donations over there, man. I appreciate it. All right, jumping back over to the YouTube side of things. Uh, Single Centra says, your channel is so great because there is not only interaction with the host, but your insights are great. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and speaking of which, if you watched Nerdrotic last night, you found out that Odin is a bad Odin, hasn't seen a lot of movies. So today I finally have seen now Star Trek, the, uh, the official movie, the first one. Uh, what's it, I mean, uh, what is it, uh, Star Trek the, isn't it just Star Trek the official movie or something like that? So it's, it's a very weird title for a movie, but uh, Star Trek. I, I saw the first one. Uh, it was very long. It was way longer than it needed to be. It 
it stole a lot of things from <laughs> from other movies uh <laughs> pretty uh pretty shamelessly i would say including uh you know space odyssey but um overall i, I liked the characters overall i liked certain elements of the story i also finally got to see space bandits or no not space time bandits sorry so sorry uh terry gilliam's time bandits and time bandits was freaking awesome i had never seen that movie before until gary recommended it last night and everyone in the chat was like oh my gosh you have not seen anything you're terrible and like i know i know i'm awful uh thank you for reminding me how awful i am i have a movie vlog right <laughs> but apparently i haven't seen anything but i finally saw time bandits and holy crap it was fan freaking tastic loved time bandits if you've not seen it yourself do yourself a favor and watch it and so i'm, I'm already kind of building a list of other things that i need to see uh, because there were a lot of other things mentioned. I know I need to see the other Star Trek films. Wrath of Khan, of course, is one uh, where I wanted to see the first one first. But yeah, so it was it was fun. And thank you, Cynical. I appreciate that. Senna says, sup, forgot you stream Saturday. Am I late? Yeah, you're about 30 minutes late. But of course, I'm in the chat behind by about 20 minutes. So yeah, you're not, not too late then. <laughs> uh, Frank says, please explain to the new people that Frank is the real wiener dog. Thanks. Frank is the, re- Frank is the real wiener dog. What? I don't need to explain anything. Uh, Bivy Tannen's also on YouTube and says, uh, in the film means that it takes place within the film. Oh, thank you, Biffy Tannen. Thank you, thank you very much for uh, for <laughs> letting me know. In the film means that. Spoojack California says, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I used to think the term indie film meant it was from India at Bollywood. I blame Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that, that's, we call that Bollywood. <laughs> we just call that Bollywood. Uh, Phantom Menace says, do you hear about Funimation or whatever they are called, audio leaks? I hope they are all fired, whether it's true or not. I've not seen it uh, because that not that part of like the, the Vic Mignogna uh, sto- story saga, which I, to be honest, I just have no interest in. That, that just doesn't interest me. Uh, and that's because I know other people are covering it, and they're covering it well, and I just don't really have much stake in it. Uh, Tina says, I see Fox Searchlight has a movie with female Thor playing an astronaut. I didn't even recognize her until they put her name on the screen. Yeah, she was very unrecognizable in both face and voice. And yes, uh, she is in that, and I, I'm sure that it's going to be filled. I'm sure it's just going to be filled with with no politics in it whatsoever, especially with those people, right? Especially with those people. I can't I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. Alright, let's see. Chat jumped on me. So let's see what are we are. Alright, so um at 711 in the chat. So very sorry if your comment was skipped. It was not my intention, but that's just what happens on YouTube. Junger Designs at 711 says he is pretty much a male Taylor Swift. Who? Uh, Alex Martinez, what's going on, bro? Tina says, welcome all. Yes, thank you for letting them know how to do things. Alex Martinez says, have you seen the new Dave Chappelle special that's on Netflix that's triggering all the SJWs? Yes, I have. And that's pretty much all that I can say about it as as a teacher. Um, all I can say is I saw it, and that's all I can say. Venom Broly says, everyone has the right to like bad movies as long as he knows it's bad. I like some. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I like bad movies, too. Tina says, hey, just because I'm not excited for that Joker movie doesn't mean I doesn't make make me a Captain Mabel or Last Jedi fan. Hashtag sick of supervillain movies. But we haven't really had a lot of supervillain movies, right? And also, he's not even a supervillain. He's he's never in the comics even been seen as a supervillain. He's he's been seen just as a very, uh, you know, obviously he's been portrayed in different ways in the comics. But that's why I'm excited for it, because he is pretty much a grounded person. Like, obviously, not a grounded person. But he is a part of that 
no, it's, you know, Batman himself is not a super superhero, right? He's someone who's very rich, who's very, very smart and bright, has this really awesome tech to help him out. And the Joker is just as bright and just as cunning and is able to use modern everyday things in very interesting ways. And so that's why I think that it actually will work for this film more than any others. Alshmania says, it's good to see you doing better. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Smoothie California says, do you believe they put a man on the moon? Absolutely. That's, that's, that this might cause some, con- apparently because there, I know there's some people out there that do believe this, but I think that it's without a shadow of a doubt, a fact. We landed on the moon, people. Any, any evidence that you have to suggest that we haven't is, is, is based in lies. A throne of lies. <laughs> Uh, Biffy Tanner, thank you for the lemon over on D-Lab, man. I appreciate it. Captain Roy says, Star Trek II Wrath of Khan is my favorite. It's really good. That's what I've heard. So I wanted to watch that one first before going and diving into anything else. So can't wait. Cannot wait. Um, might try and do that tomorrow. Uh, let's see. Theoa. Theoa says, You know why I'm hyped for this movie, Joker? It's because it's his, it's in his own universe, its own thing. DC has a lot of potential with solo character-focused movies. Yeah, I agree, Theoa, about that. However, I don't think having a bunch of separate stories and separate universes is necessarily the best thing that they could do, seeing that they've been trying to build up their own connected universe, and now they're not doing that in some films, but they aren't. They're not being clear, right? I I just think that they're not being clear with their intentions, and I think that that is what's in the end going to hurt them overall. I think that it's they need to be a little bit more clear about what's going on in their movies. Nickelodeon says, is there any movie that you really like that was universally panned by both critics and your circles of friends and family? Uh, uh, Peppermint. <laughs> With Jennifer Garner. Uh, it, it's, it's not a good film by any means. But I thoroughly enjoyed myself with it. So look it up. Peppermint. Uh, she plays a, a wife who loses her family and then she disappears and becomes a badass seeking revenge but also is dealing with a lot of uh, like like P- uh, PTSD. And I love it. I've only seen it one time but I really want to see it again. If it goes on sale for five bucks on Blu-ray on Black Friday, I will probably buy it because, <laughs> I, again, it's not a good movie necessarily. But I like it. So that that would be an example of a film that a lot of people hated. It was panned by critics, which was surprising, right? A strong female character, but they hated it. They thought it was awful. Why? Because, oh, she had to use a gun. Oh, my gosh. We can't have movies like that. Which is probably why people, you know, these critics are hating on Joker, too. Because they're looking at it saying, oh, my gosh, but we need gun, we need gun laws in our country. And, and this film is trying to show people that it's okay to go crazy. And it's like, are you, are, do you realize how stupid you are when you say that? It's okay to go, just shut up. <laughs> like, seriously. Again, if you're trying to make politics where politics doesn't exist, you are the crazy one who needs some help. Uh, K-Man, thank you for the two ice cream over there. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Axe Martina says, have you heard that the Dragon Ball Z Funimation leaks and scandal? I already talked about that. Um, Junker Design says, Disney could be buying their own DVDs just like theater tickets. Well, it could be that, Junker. Uh, we don't have any actual evidence of it yet. Again, I always try and wait till there's actual evidence of it before I say, all right, boom, we can talk about this uh, more fully. You know, it's definitely not outside of the realm of possibility, but also keep this in mind, right? Because every time you walk into a Best Buy, Walmart, you know, any place that sells physical media, and because in the opening weeks of Captain Marvel, you had hundreds of copies on display, just based on probability alone, you're more likely to reach more people because of all those copies being there, right? 
even though people might not be going out of their way to buy it, like they are for Alita, where they're selling out the copies that they have, you do have just more exposure. So it makes sense that it would be selling more, and it would be selling more individual copies. With Alita, because there just haven't been enough copies by the fact that we've gone to these stores and there's always copies missing from most of the stores, it seems that people are you know, going out of the way to find it, and they're just not keeping up with the supply. Or rather, they're not keeping up with the demand. So I think that there's definitely a little bit more to it. Tina says, what the heck is the kitchen? I've never heard of it. Basically, and this is the reason why I get confused because I haven't seen that or the other film that was very similar to it. But basically, there are a bunch of men that, of course, are running a crime syndicate, a crime family. They get caught in this one. I think in the other one, they die on the job or something. But basically, it all stands down where the the women involved, the, the, the wives involved, now they have to step up and run the show. That's what it is. And again, some people are saying, oh, they're totally different movies. Is that not the basic description of the plot for both of those movies? And if so, how are they different? <laughs> All right, uh, Grandmaster Yoda says, Captain Marvel sold percentage of chipped copy. Have Alita beaten by... My okay, dude, gotta put... Because especially you you know how to do the Odin question, man. Spend some time forming and spelling those sentences because otherwise I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, Bruce says, just FYI, you said codes, but I'm sending you my once viewed Blu-ray copies of Godzilla Kong Skull Island and Godzilla King of the Monsters. Oh, Bruce. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I'm not sure how many people are going to want Kong Skull Island seeing that that film has a certain Brie Larson actress in it, but <laughs> there might be someone that wants it. You never know. Darkness says, Disney is trying to stay afloat by buying their own stuff since they know common audiences are starting to catch on. Once again, we don't actually have physical evidence of that at this point. So if we ever do get that, then I will totally talk about it nonstop. And it wouldn't surprise me. Robert Frey says, Alita is selling almost identical to Ready Player One in their first three weeks. Yeah, I haven't been able to dive fully into it yet because... I've been sick for one. There's been so many other things to talk about. And yeah. Let's see. Tina says, if you want Odin to see, thank you for letting them know. Cynical Centrist says, no pressure to see the kitchen. I just like movies set in the urban 70s. Whoa, that's, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think that there's definitely people that have certain eras in film. Alice McCarthy, for one, loves anything in the 80s. Uh, Cynical Centrist loves urban 70s films. I tend to like 90s films. 90s is my comfort area. That, that's where I feel like I am the strongest. Alex Martinez says, Chris Stuckman gave the kitchen an F. Well-deserved it is, as long as with the bombing at the box office. Well, again, I think that people are still going to like films. You know, obviously, we, I'm not, for example, I'm not the end-all, be-all film criticism. Chris Stuckman's not the end-all, be-all of criticism. You know, not, none of us are the pinnacle of opinion, right? Because that's just nonsensical thinking. But I think that there's definitely something to that, right? Because Stuckman tends to, for the most part, and no one's perfect, even I'm not perfect, uh, tends to look at more uh, films in a more of, a, more of an objective way. And I think that he probably doesn't get caught up in the things that might catch us up, right? Like for me, I, I like Peppermint, but it's not a good movie. Most people would say that it's awful, right? In the same way, too, we can say things about The Kitchen, but yet there are people even in this chat right now that overall liked it and because of certain elements of the film. I like another film, uh, Timeline, uh, which is based off of a much better book by Michael Crichton, and it's a movie that I love. It is a movie that I absolutely love, and you want to know why? I love the Middle Ages. So I've got a bias towards films like that. So that's where I sometimes have to step back and say, by the way, I love this movie, 
But just so you know, that doesn't make it a good movie. It just means that I love it for this and this reason, right? So I think that's a similar comparison to be made when it comes to that film. Uh, CB says, how do you feel about the new Rambo movie? It could be great. I mean, it, it realistically could be great. I, I, I kind of hope that it's great because it would be great to have a reason to go see it. I still need to see the, uh, the some of the other Rambo films. I've only seen the first two Rambo films. Uh, but I hear that the newer one, like the newer Rambo that came out in, what, 2008 or so, was actually pretty solid. So if this is going to be the official end of the series, I think that it has some potential. I'm hoping. I'm hoping, man. Uh, Captain Roy says, Stanley Kubrick faked the moon landing. <laughs> now, now, Captain Roy, let's not dive into the conspiracy theories. Let's not do that here, please. You save that for the exo- exozone, sir. <laughs> Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Uh, Alex McCarthy says, I would rather have Alita 2 over this rumored A-Force. I know my taste in movies are questionable at all times, but we can all agree Alita was awesome. P.S. Fast 7 and 8 are flawed. Exactly, yeah. I mean, you enjoy them, but you can at least admit that they're flawed, and I think that's definitely where we can agree on that. And yeah, most people would probably say, yeah, Alita 2 deserves a hell of a lot more right to exist than a freaking A-Force movie. Dear Lord, no one is, seriously, I can probably count, and again, hyperbolic speaking people out there in the internet who, oh my gosh, he said he could count on one hand the people that would support A-Force. Silly people, silly people out there. Uh, Jordan Farrell says, I think I saw you on a FlickPick video. You maybe did, uh, Jordan Farrell, Farrell, Jordan Farrell, or Farrell, Jordan Farrell, maybe it's Jordan Farrell. But thank you, yeah. Uh, I've been 